Well, listener, you've done it again. You have taken time to hang out with us misfits. This is Kim Honeycutt with ICU Talks. We are a mental health speaking ministry. We truly believe that we can end the stigma against mental health, particularly in the church. And until shame is taken out of the church, I'm going to keep flapping my fat jaw. I'm going to keep doing it. But I'm not going to do it alone. I got friends hanging out with me doing it. So first. Friends and helpers. Helper. I'm Kristen Young. Hi, Kristen. Hey, hey. I'm helper number two. This is LJ. Hi, LJ. So glad. But hey, listen, we've got a really special, special guest here. She's special because she's special to me. And once you hear her story, she'll be special to you as well. She was our keynote speaker at Tuesday night. But people, don't go to YouTube. Don't go to the podcast and look for her. Nope, she's not there. She chose because God told her to. And she was incredibly obedient to not have it recorded, but she is willing to be a part of this today and talk a little bit more about what happened that day. So I'm just going to say this. If you are listening to this podcast and you want to share it and you know who Courtney is, don't tag her in this. She is honoring the Lord and also protecting her children. So let's honor her in that way. So Courtney, introduce yourself. So glad you're here. Oh, thanks, Kim. This is Courtney Donaldson. And I guess I'm I'm wanting to be more ghost than writer today, right? <laughs> <laughs> she spent all week thinking of that. So but what I that thought. means is she's a ghostwriter for my book. She helped me complete my book, helped me get published by a great publishing company. And she's also a ghostwriter for many other people. It's become her gig. She quit her daytime job, okay. which was selling drugs. So she quit. <laughs> not true. Not true. Not far from the truth. Though. Well, <laughs> this, you've, you've, you've had every job, physical therapist, <laughs> drug rep, wife, HR, like whatever, whatever. You haven't quit the wife thing, but you have quit. (laughs) You've done a lot and quit a lot. So, (laughs) but in a good way, like in a good way, like, like, you know, no, no, like in an obedient way, like God had the next thing for you. That's so, so encouraging. So please tell our listeners what your talk was about Tuesday night that you wouldn't let us record. It was one of the best talks I've ever heard. Oh, thank you. Um, You know, it's funny. I don't know that I can. I think most people would say that my talk was about uh, one of the Ten Commandments, one of the sins I committed when I was 19 years old. But I would tell you that my talk was about the night and day difference that God makes in us when we decide to follow him. Amen. Well said. So, um, yes, when I was 19 years old, I made the choice to have an abortion after um, I, the year before, had vehemently um, debated in a philosophy class the pro-life position. And so it was, just, um, it was just a talk about how God can really change a heart and he can turn whatever you do, whatever circumstances you're in, whatever mistakes you made, into something good. Um, and so that is, in essence, what it was about. The funny thing is, uh, I had no notes. I hadn't even written notes out. Um, the God, God had downloaded that talk to me uh, through an entire night in January, many months ago. And so uh, the funny thing is that I think the talk went really well. The problem mm-hmm. is there was one slide left that I never <laughs> got to. I completely <laughs> forgot it was there. And so maybe we can start there. All right. What that's a great starting place. Let's do it. Okay. So the slide was, ironically, it was from a um, livehappy.com website. And I want to address that first because, really, 
I was living happy before I met God, and that was why I made the choice I made when I was 19 is because I wanted happiness. I wanted mm -hmm. success. I wanted easy, and um, that's not what God calls us to. So ironically, right. I'm getting this quote from somewhere that, you know, I'm not sure. I mean, I want everyone to be happy. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, but that's not our calling in life. That's right. It's to be obedient and to follow his will and his word. So um, the quote is, after much suspense, right, <laughs> is, um, you know, we are under no obligation to be the person we were a year ago, a month ago, or 15 minutes ago. We can change at any point. No apologies. That's right. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, your needs, your opinions, everything mm -hmm. can change. Exactly. Yeah. You're not defined by your last whatever. You're not right. defined by your last mistake. You're not defined by your last success. You're not defined by your last DUI. Fill in the blank. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's never too late. Never. Right. It's never, never too late. late. God will chase you down. I mean, it took decades. He chased me down Yeah. over decades. And to change my heart um, to realize um, the, and to experience the godly sorrow that I did to understand that, um, that what I did was not glorifying him. Well, and I, I got to tell you, like, I loved how you put that out there because, you know, we, our benediction, how we end things is First Peter 2, 9 through 10. And it talks about that we are, we're priestly calling. We're called to do priestly work. And so you said, I want to remind everybody, this is not blue versus red. This mm -hmm. is not political. This is purple. Mm -hmm. right. We are, we are priests. We are called to do his work to tell the people the 90-day difference he's made for us. Have we gone from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted? And that the focus was on you were sharing your story in a priestly way. There was no judgment on anyone there, anyone there for any choice they've made. And you did that so well. And I think you're right, especially people who are just tuning into this. Everyone automatically assumes they're now going to be judged. And I know that's part of why you didn't want it recorded. You want people to hear the heart. Mm -hmm. that it came from yeah that's true um again i think i've moved past the idea of um being concerned about being judged but we still live in the world and we still are part we're flesh and we're sure. blood and we're um, expectations and we're all these things that kind of force us to think a certain way and so um when god uh gave me this vision of me speaking that night months before um, yeah, I was sitting, um, the, the door was closed, there were no notes, and he wanted me to specifically say that we are all one body in Christ, that we are right. in this together, that we all make mistakes, and that when we walk out that door, um, that, you know, this is not a, a political thing, this is not a condemnation thing. Right. This is a night and day difference, he loves us thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. You know what I liked? Uh, you had brought up, too. It was one of the slides that actually did show up. <laughs> she <laughs> just stabbed you. Did you Whoa. feel that? She stabbed you. <laughs> no, You're... it's not her fault. It's the technician, no. which, by the way, no, was, was my totally husband. Oh, it's her husband. She never so, said it. It was totally my fault. I but let's blame my... her husband. I no, like no, blaming no. him. My, blame my the white man. The inner key. Enter. Enter. I told him but, I would say, no. next slide. And so he was completely he on. He was. He said... She didn't do the last slide. I was like, but that's when you're trusting the Lord. Yeah. You are so in the moment. And, and you know, and to that point, and I, I will get to my actual <laughs> question, I promise. Um, but to that point, didn't miss a beat. 
it, there was no hole in what you were saying. Everything was seamless. The mm. message was clear yep. and just concise right. and, and loving and with grace. And so with that, the slide you had, I, and I'm, I'm not really good at remembering things, but I remember it's the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. And then the other column was, and fill in the blank. Yes, it was yeah. the ancient Hebrew, yeah. um, What before it was translated. You know, the ten Statements. Our, yeah. yeah. The ten it's, Statements. It's, and so I thought it was... This that. would help you, Kristen, with all your sin. This is going to help you. <laughs> Girl, you're about to get free. You're about to get free. It's a checklist? Yeah. So it may not be on YouTube, but could you please send the slide right. back to Kristen? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> twice. twice. <laughs> send it twice. Yeah. Kristen's always got really big. So what I thought was, you know, the Ten Commandments, thou shall not, you know, kill or whatever. And then the other one is you are not a murderer or or something like that. I loved the affirmative Mm -hmm. on on the Hebrew side. Mm -hmm. I had never seen that before. Yeah, I hadn't either um, until, you know, a church sermon several months ago. And then again, this past weekend, right before Mm -hmm. the talk, which was so validating and confirming for me, I was just like, oh, you know, Jesus, you really love me because I was struggling <laughs> with how to explain it. Um, and so, yes, the the Hebrew version, the original Hebrew is actually the Ten Statements, not the Ten Commandments. And it turns it around into our identity. It is That's right. once you are a follower and you are in a relationship with God, you are no longer um, what you were, right? You are now a child of God. You are from right. that point and forward. That's the the tense, the verb mm-hmm. tense for the grammar geeks out there like me. It actually explains that from that point forward, you are no longer going to engage in that sin as long as you stay close to God. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. And I love the fact that it is a transformation that certain areas of my life, I'm still on Friday. It's not buried for me yet. There's no resurrection, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm still saved. That area of my life has not been transformed. Mm-hmm. that his love for me doesn't change in that. And you were so clear in about your transformation. And one thing you said that was so powerful was that once, you know, the, the abortion happened, you tucked it away. Mm-hmm. You just kept on going, played tennis and you're academically gifted and you just lived your life for years, for years. Decade, and, yeah. and so for the person who walks away from that experience or any experience and they, they tuck it away mm-hmm. Or they have nothing, like it doesn't bother them or it haunts them every day. The same love, the same God is there for you. He'll just come at you differently. Exactly. Exactly. He, it took, I guess, I don't know if I'm stubborn, have a hard head. I don't know you what are, the problem is. You are. Amen. <laughs> Got took, a witness. It took many years, <laughs> many years of studying God's word and getting, drawing close to him to understand um, the magnitude of what I had done and how it had hurt him. Right. And so, yeah, over, it took. A decade or two yeah. for me to come to that conclusion what was that turning point I mean what what was that trigger you know there were two there were two turning points okay. one was for um, the godly Sarah experienced for you know having an abortion and that occurred uh, during the time that we were going through our first adoption process okay. both of our children were adopted and then the second one was when um, it was Several months before my husband revealed his double life of a sex addiction. And so it was the timing could only be God because that second revelation was that I had to repent and and seek forgiveness from myself and from God for, you know, having intimate sexual relations before marriage. 
So that was something I had completely ignored because that's just so part of our culture. It's so accepted now. And so that I wasn't even, that wasn't even on the radar for me. And so God kept, you know, pulling on my heart, pulling on my heart for years and years and years. And then several months before I realized that my own husband was engaging in that kind of activity, God had me realize you are no longer, you know, now, I wasn't an adulterer, but you, you know, right. sure. he, it was that relationship that he had repaired right before I, he knew I would need to forgive the unforgivable mm-hmm. as right. well. So, right. It's amazing. So there's two things I want to say. So first of all, when you were talking about that a Christian roommate took you to the clinic, mm-hmm. did not throw holy water on you, did not throw a snake on you, mm-hmm. did nothing but give you a ride and pray for you. Like besides you, not even praying over you, nothing. Like, I hope everyone hears that, yes. like that you were just as truth in love, like you were walking mm-hmm. in. This is a young woman walking in truth and love, not trying to change you. Not because again, we're not agents of change. Right. We are agents of influence. Right. You will never change someone else. God can change. You can't even change yourself. Right. God will change you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so she's just sitting there, being of influence mm-hmm. and being there for you. But in the church, we're taught. To have the megaphone at Chick-fil-A like you talk about. Right. You know, to yell at people, to shame them, condemn them. And I loved, loved that part of your story. And whoever that woman is, I mean, just Mm -hmm. so many blessings to her. Yeah. I mean, it's a powerful thing when you walk the talk instead of just yell the talk. Yell the talk. That's good. (laughs) Somebody write that down. Write that down. (laughs) It's a writer. We got a writer. Oh, wait. When you hear Christian and you hear abortion, you immediately think of... Picket signs, mm-hmm. right? Being at the front of the of the clinic, all the things, but like really, we should be at the back door mm-hmm. when Amen. people are coming yeah. out. Right, that's right, way. and hold their right. hand. Exactly. Yeah, a blanket. That's right, that's and water good. And, mm-hmm. and that's the first smart hug. thing you've said in weeks, Kristen. That's good. <laughs> I might have stole it from Actually, somebody. it was right? the second thing <laughs> right. she did good. Second, she's the second earlier. thing today. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I'm. You know, really, Kristen's right because, you know, I my jaw dropped. When you said that, because there's been so much going on, Mm -hmm. even locally here in Charlotte, you know, and across the country, across the world, where people are shaming these women going in. Who are already struggling. in, who are already in moral and and just physical struggle. And that's going to make them run the other way further. And it's just going to hurt them. Whether they go through with it or not, Mm -hmm. it's going to hurt them even more. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that your roommate just, you know, took you there and loved you. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Even if they didn't agree with you is what God's love is all about. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 And I just want the listeners to hear this, that if you're out there and you've never shared that part of your story with someone, find a safe therapist, find somebody safe within your church. I can tell you as a therapist of 20 years, I've had people walk in the door and God will show me that they had an abortion and no one knows. I've had people share a dream with me and God will say that dream is about the abortion. They need to forgive themselves. He's a forgiving God. Please don't share it with somebody who doesn't live in forgiveness. This isn't about adding to your pain. And I've I've met two women out of all the women I've worked with who've had an abortion who had no issue with it. There was nothing to talk about. They really were okay with it. Mm -hmm. But everyone else I work every day. And so to beat yourself up about it it keeps you tethered to something that's not who you really are. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so we got to get your power back, the godly power. 
Yeah, and I love when you're talking about truth and love. Your phone rang, and you became <laughs> yes. violent. You it became was, violent. That, that was funny. It was amazing, Kristen. It was amazing. Her phone <laughs> rang. She's like, "Who's calling me?" Pulls the phone out of her back pocket, throws it on the stage. Why is she talking about? Why is she talking about walking in truth and love? Yes, she throws the telemarketer on the floor. It was fantastic. She, it, yeah, it had rang. It had rung three times, and it was this telemarketer all three times. And I thought, oh, this is just <laughs> not today. Not today. Not today. Not today. We could have recorded just that one moment. Just that you one know, moment. That's know, right. That's, that's right. Like the cute little kitten thing. If we could just yeah, record that, that, we'd get a lot of hits. <laughs> It'd be viral. Sweet you know, right? little Courtney. Yeah. Sweet Courtney oh, got <laughs> violent. We could have walked in truth and love. Stop calling me. <laughs> And then you took your watch off. And threw yeah, that. Yeah. Because they were still calling. They were still calling. Yeah. On your so Apple watch. watch. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it was really yeah. good. And then I really love the fact how you needed, so when you introduced your, yourself and, and what you were doing there and why you weren't having any notes and why the doors are closed, no recording. And then you're like, and I'm supposed to be sitting. And you still weren't sitting. Right. I, oh, I that did was not so right. want to sit. Right. That was funny. But you sat. I did. You know. I did. I Well, I have learned time and time again that when I follow god's prompting the blessings that come out of it are amazing amazing even yeah. just today since the talk like the things have been happening in my life that i can't uh i can't i couldn't have written it myself yeah like mm. excitement so yeah because it's immeasurably more than you could ever possibly imagine more. that's right yeah. ephesians 3 20 through 21 <laughs> for anybody who wants to look that up <laughs> yeah that's amazing so is there anything that as you kind of look back on the talk that night that you would want to add to or just polish a little bit? I mean, again, I think it was an amazing talk. Is there something in case there's someone's listening that you want to make sure they understand, you know, like this completed thought, so to speak? Yeah, well, you know, I don't, I, sadly, I don't remember exactly what I said. Right. Uh, When I got off the stage, it was just, it was, I mean, I was gone, <laughs> except for that last slide. <laughs> that haunted me for two days. I'm glad I'll I talk get to that Jay later. Right. Uh, no, but again, I think I think I just want to close the circle and reiterate what I said at the beginning that it's not a story of the sin; it's a story of the way God can pursue you, even for decades, to change your heart, to have you come back to Him, and have you love others through your pain. That's right. And the night and day difference that he can make. Yeah. Yeah. If you let him. Yeah. So one thing that you're known for, Courtney, is that, you know, your husband when was in a sexual addiction. He mm-hmm. He's also the same person that brought you to Christ. Yes. And then to have that contradiction, have those two worlds collide. And, yeah. and from that incredible pain we know emotionally, but you wrote a book. Mm-hmm. And so many people have been able to use that book, whether they are even single people, right, can use the nuggets in there. And so you take, you've taken some really horrific circumstances and you've used it as a stepping stone, not just for you, but for others as well. So will you talk about your book for oh, a second? Oh, I sure will, yes. Um, it's called Clay Jar Cracked When We're Broken But Not Shattered. And it's based on Second Corinthians 4, which is the Jars of Clay scripture. Um, how we can go through life and these experiences, our choices, other people, they can leave cracks in our because we're fragile, but that we don't have to completely shatter, that God holds us together if we let him. And in fact, that our light can shine through, his light can shine through the cracks for all to see and to draw them to us and to him ultimately and glorify him. So, yeah, yeah it's available yeah. wherever 
you want to go look right. for it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's probably the best place, right? Yeah, Amazon, Barnes and Noble online. Right, and anywhere. if you if you read it and like it, please leave her a review. Yes, I, that does a lot as an author. Huge. I don't know why. I'm, I'm three reviews away from fifty, which is like the really? magic number. Yes, all right, yes. I'll go online. Yeah. You, have to, you have to at least yeah. peruse the book. <laughs> I did. You did already? Yeah. What? Yeah. So when you spoke, I guess oh, a year right. or so ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I got uh, your book. That's good. Okay, yeah. yeah, I would appreciate it because once you hit fifty, Amazon does. I don't know, maybe something little for you. I don't know. I, I, see, yeah. I'm not a reviewer. You know, <laughs> oh, you people. I'm doing the quotes around my head, here. <laughs> right? But you know, a Just reviewer. But I will be for you. Yep. Thank you so yes. much. I yeah. appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's great. So, so we know you took something horrible, made it something beautiful through your book about your husband's sexual addiction, how it affected the marriage. You've been on mm -hmm. 700 Club from that. There's been a lot of great things that have come from that. So now you've come out about this. Yes. So I know you. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there, Kim Honeycutt. Ask Kim Honeycutt, coming at you live, about to ruin Courtney Donaldson's life. <laughs> I want to know, especially with Kristen sitting here, and she is a director of a church, are you a resource? Is there a resource you would recommend for people that would help them if they have had this experience to their body and to their lives? <laughs> this is going to sound really flippant and easy to say, but I can't stress how how um, honest I'm being the resource is the Bible that is the only thing that changed me mm -hmm. it wasn't anything else again like you mentioned a little bit ago I didn't have any regrets for a long time right it was just God drawing me through his word to understand you know his will and um, yeah I don't know any other resources I honestly don't I'm terrible at that. No, so. it's okay. I, I know resources we can help people. I just okay. didn't know if that's something that is now part of it for you because it resonated in such a powerful way with people because it wasn't condemning. It was strictly, mm -hmm. this is my experience, strength, and his hope. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't thought about it. I yeah. honestly, I didn't, I haven't thought about it. Well, you're welcome. Thank you. So if I get contacted, I'll be sure, right, to, right, I'll be sure to send you right. a thank you letter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there are great resources out there. there. They are. really are. There yeah, there's are. a woman in Mooresville who actually had five abortions, and she now runs a beautiful ministry and just will sit with any woman and go through the Bible, go yeah. through things in a very non-condemning way. And so just, just want people to know that this is, again, this might not be an issue for you. This might not, you might have experienced it, and it doesn't, feel like an issue for other people it's heavy on their heart and I, so that kind of leads to this you know once once it happened did you did it affect your relationship like with your parents with friends because you didn't tell anybody I this didn't is, tell anybody there were only two yeah. people in the world who knew did you feel differently when you saw your parents is, was there a sense of shame was there anything was it really just tucked away I am very good at tucking right <laughs> I had compressed that so far down I didn't even consider it something I had done in my past right like that just wasn't it was just me. yeah it was, it was just disassociated it was, it was yes I just yes. I was hidden from my from even me yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's amazing it's hidden from even you and God said hey I'm still gonna free mm -hmm. you from it yeah. you don't even think it's bothering you I'm still gonna free you yeah. from it yeah 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 so Kristen do you see this a lot in the church in the sense of people not knowing with whom to speak or how to even approach something like this yes and no, I would say Yes, that I think a lot of people carry things that they don't know where to go. Right. They don't. And part of it is because, kind of like I said earlier, as soon as there are trigger words, mm -hmm. abortion being one of them, I think a lot of listeners, maybe even today, immediately go, well, I could never do that. 
Right. But that thought, mm. I could never do this thing. Mm. I could never, whatever from the Ten Commandments is condemning and judging even yeah. in our own minds. And so right. we have to almost flip the script ourselves of, no, I'm capable of anything. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like I am as much of a flesh person as anybody else. Like I am capable of anything. And once we recognize that, then right. we're able to give grace to people and then we're able to be a safe space. Right. Exactly. And I think once the church can really put that forward, then we will have more people coming forward and saying, hey, I've never told anybody this. Right. Now can you help me figure right. out what to do with it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, we really want people to hear that. We know people from all over, not just in Charlotte, North Carolina, listen to this. But that's just really just part of why Courtney took the stage and did this. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the story of redemption, the story of God's grace. But people to know, please don't hang on to this. Don't hang on to anything. There's some part that's hidden away that's starting to reach the surface and become more in your conscience. You know, find that safe person because mm-hmm. this, this is bigger than you think. Yeah, anything that's kept in the secret is ultimately kept in the dark. Right. Where it festers and that's where right. the enemy gets a hold of it. Absolutely. And there are consequences to everything we do, good right. and bad. Right. And, and even if you had no consequences why it was tucked away, it still didn't give people freedom. Right. Including you. Then now people have freedom from what they heard. And people came for prayer and people were able to step into that forgiveness and, and allow themselves to have grace in this area because it was it's no longer in the dark. Mm-hmm. There are no huge. new sins and there are no, no right. new struggles. So right. Even though you feel like you're the only one, there's somebody else who's going to say, me too, I've walked mm-hmm. this walk, I've, I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Courtney, you were talking about that too, where you know you were in the philosophy class mm-hmm. and you were pro-life. Mm-hmm. And until you were in a situation mm-hmm. where you were faced with that decision, did you feel differently? Right, you just don't you know, know until you you're there. You don't know, right. and that's what Kristen was talking yeah. about, is that people don't know, yeah. yeah. Right, absolutely. The church gives you that grace. Yeah. And hopefully yes. they do. You yes. know, churches yeah. you know, embrace that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's part of this is having our listeners think if there's something that you get really, you can feel yourself just get really um, strict, like your body just tenses up about, like what is really going on that you're needing to separate yourself so much from someone who has experienced that level of life experience, who has has been a part of an abortion or been in a same-sex relationship that they've something's happened that in the church we're not supposed to talk about mm-hmm. much right. less participate in right right yeah we got to talk we got to get it out yeah Courtney what's next for you what is happening because I know there's so much going on some of you I know you can't talk about but what yet, are you excited yet. about I, I have a lot going on uh, professionally I opened my own writing services business and there is a I'm taking my book to the next level i can't explain what that means right. yet but it is happening but it's happening it's happening so yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on it's all exciting because it's nothing i could have imagined even five ten years ago but i'm loving it i'm i'm enjoying right. the ride that right that god has me on yeah and if you kept it simple if you kept it comfortable mm. you couldn't be here no no i would not be here at all i'm all about adventure and not being comfortable right <laughs> right so tell people like about your services, like if someone needs an editor or a ghostwriter, like how would they get in touch with you? What's the website? Uh, the website is yourvosum.com. It's Vosum is V-O-C-E-M. It's, it's Latin for voice. 
and I do editing, ghostwriting, beta reading, coaching for writers, anything to help get your story in written form. So kind of like a good counterpart to ICU Talks, which is getting the story out verbally. Right, right. I am helping you get it out in, in a written format. Right, absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's great. Any closing comments for our amazing, amazing friend, Courtney? I just say I really enjoyed listening to you on Tuesday night. And um, I think even though you didn't have your notes and everything was just, you know, unplugged, mm-hmm. awesome job. You, your presence Thank on you. stage really filled that, that room as you had planned, as God had planned. And just that really resonated with me, and I could tell it resonated with everyone else. Thank so, you. I appreciate that. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just all about being authentic and, and doing what God told you to do in that level of obedience. And it's encouraging for other people to be obedient as well so thanks for being part of our foundation a part of our heart and what we do and to all the listeners thank you for listening to this if this brought up anything that enemy is going to try to use against you tell him to go to hell (laughs) and find someone who can love you where you are and love you in the process of getting to a, a place where you might feel a bit better about who god's called you to be we'll catch you next time